Thank you for joining us at The Spiritual Frequency, a podcast about magic, metaphysics, and mysticism in the modern world. My name is Dana Jean Walter of the Sonic Priestess, The She Shed, and Camp Athena, and I'm here with my cohort in crime, Miss Tangie Cassidy of The Grown-Ass Witch. Hello! Hiya! So, here we are. It is middle of November. We have passed my natal day. Yay, me! Happy solar return. Thanks. I had a really great vagina slide day. Did pretty much nothing, which was great. That is the best that we could hope for, uh, isn't it? I know. And I had all my, you know, now we're just waiting on lady bits and abdomen bits and all these bits and scans and doctors, and I'm really sick of doctors, but... Health, health, uh, health, health, health. If you guys have some health poet points or potions, just send them this way. Uh-huh. That would be great. Yeah, or any happy vibes to my lady bits and to my abdomen for being like non-complicated that'd yeah. be great um so praise that, the vagina praise and bless the vagina okay i i posted <laughs> this beautiful uh piece of artwork vagina artwork oh, it's gorgeous wasn't that beautiful and thankfully don found the artist and they escaped me right now but uh i've been informed that my next album is to be called cosmic vagina Why and i'm all here for that i'm here for that so and now it's the hashtag my vagina is full of terror and stars. Yeah. Because, you know, hey, so what's up with you? Uh, well, this week, it's been upsies, downsies. There was a house that I was absolutely in love with that I was sure that we were going to buy, which we lost, and I was raged. Enraged and just inconsolate and just, just in a place where nobody could talk to me. Just stay away from me because I swear to God, I'm going to open up my own black hole and suck everyone in. Um, and then... Um, I think just to torture myself, I started looking at real estate listings again, and I may have actually found the perfect place, and it's it's close to my bestie. Yes. So, um, yeah, house mojo going on that, and uh, I did some work on that last night to sort of, like, connect me to the house and sort of make it sort of unremarkable to anyone else, you know, because um, I feel like it's, it's the place that I'm supposed to end up. I think it's going to do the best both for... Our, both of our households to be closer together mm-hmm. and so we can work on our projects more easily and so that winter driving isn't a thing <laughs> and also be able to help you with your parents and yeah yeah so uh that's that's the mojo i'm brewing right now so it's been ups and downs but we're back up again so well you know we're in this just crazy tumultuous time and you know all these people up on the witch talks on the tiktok that uh tangy and i like <laughs> delight <What>? in <laughs> love i mean until it's ruined i'm gonna love it uh, are all of fluffer about the solstice coming and the sun's disappearing for three days and all these shenanigans of silliness. Like, even if it does happen, I would just like to point out that there are parts of this planet that do not receive sunlight for like six months out of the year and they're, they're fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. So that, let's just not be. But that being said, it sort of like spurred us on to our topic. Right, because we've been kind of pretty heavy and uh, intense the last several episodes, so we thought... Let's be honest, the last few months. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and and also just for necessity. Yep. I mean, we are talking about um, preparing for Yule or your winter, winter time uh, rituals of the high holidays and that thing for those of you who are, you know, following some type of a belief system that celebrates those those kwanzaa yeah. hanukkah you know abrahamic religions and or mm-hmm. other Eastern, however it is yeah, that you remark the longest night of the year yeah. and the return of the sun That's... however 
we usually are like after the you know remarkedness of the thanksgiving period which i'm not a super i'm a fan of the gathering for family tradition and being grateful i'm not a fan of the like let's celebrate the genocide of (laughs) indigenous peoples and i'd really like that to shift to something else yeah but, I, I would like to motion that we make it a second indigenous people's day mm-hmm. um so if somebody would second that motion and carry it forward that would be great <laughs> but the reality is we have a lot of uh state governments starting to look at doing another uh period of of ex- the lockdown that we had experienced in the beginning and um that means that if you're not planning wisely for your normal traditions and there's normal as a loose term now, but the reality is like, I was really, we were just home with my mom and I was really wanting to be able to go home for, for the Christmas holiday, but it, the numbers are just it's horrible. Too... And Minnesota's in the top 10. We're number nine in the top 10 states that are seeing the most catastrophic rise in the last week. Right. And as of the time of this recording, we have not received a lockdown order. So nope. Nope. Um, I'm sure it's coming. Yep. In fact, I was told from an inside source that, it's coming within the week. Yeah. So the reality of the situation is, is that we've already seen, because you just said you were at a big box store. Yes. And, it and was crazy. It was like Mad Max beyond the Thunderdome in there over the toilet paper. And we all know it's 2020 and there's no crying in the Thunderdome. Yep. No I'm just crying. Just telling you. Um, but the reality is, is like, if, you know, we remember how everybody at the beginning of the pandemic was like, I'm going to bake bread. Well, if you do any kind of like baking for the holidays... You better get your flour and your sugar and your butter and all that stuff in-house now. We're four, just over four weeks out. Yeah, those sales the that, that normally happen between the Turkey Day and the Yule celebration, um, that's probably not something you can count on this year. Yep. Um, I think we're going to see the inventory get depleted pretty quickly. I went to said big box store specifically to get sugar and flour. Mm-hmm. Um, the toilet paper was an afterthought. I figured while I'm here... Um, and so I ventured over to Toilet Paper Mountain and uh, people were trying to be king of the mountain. Um, people were pushing around those giant shopping sleds like some crazy Hanna-Barbera cartoon race. It was just like the energy was weird and hectic. Um, and it just felt like ants when somebody had poured water on their hive. Um, so just kind of be prepared for that. Like you may not be feeling pressurized, but other people are. Mm-hmm. Other people are. And a lot of people are walking around in the fact that they are their resources have been stretched even thinner than normal. Mm-hmm. And so the niceties and the, the tensions and we still don't have a result of the election official. Like there's a lot of tension. So it's really difficult to think about going into this time of the darkest night and bringing the light back and thinking about ourselves as a community and kindness when we're all running around being angry about stuff we can't control at the moment. We just have to let it do its thing, let it keep working itself out. And there's nothing about you yelling or screaming or yelling and screaming and being mean to people on TikTok or Facebook that is going to bring about any change in what's already been thrown. Yeah, I think I've just now decided that my reaction to bad behavior is going to just scream back at people. Well, peace on earth and goodwill toward men. (laughs) And women and others um goodwill towards humans because we need to be reminded um if this is a a season that you're going into that you um have values that are around 
goodwill towards other humans and loving your neighbors and caring and respecting for your family and gathering with you know your your elders and and whatnot and just being present remember that part of being present for your elders is is being safe right and it, it may mean that you have to visit them virtually and that's okay um, it just means that whenever this thing is over, we're going to have a lot of partying to do. But let's make sure as many of us as possible are still here to do that. And that's what's what's real. Like having just spent a bunch of time in the hospital the last couple of days um, with my procedures, I am here to tell you and I speak um, very clearly for my beloveds who are in the healthcare profession, who are in the police and firefighting forces, EMTs, paramedics. All of these people that have been essentials to keeping us all safe, they are fucking exhausted. Mm -hmm. They are running out of PPE supplies everywhere. That is not fake news. That is freaking reality. Um, they are, I, I wear my mask not only for people like myself and my mom who are immune compromised and other people that are, but for all the people that have been enduring the death and standing watch for us that are exhausted, we owe them to yeah. put a mask on our face when we are out in public and to not gather and to stay the fuck home as much as possible. Yeah, it's it's a mild inconvenience. Death is a major inconvenience. Let's not let's not like impose that on other people. And also as Minnesotans as a rule. I, I know that we uh, go out to several countries at this point. And by the way, hi, France. We bonjour, have bonjour, mon ami. Mon ami. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that we're getting ready. Like, we're in this weird place where it can't decide yet. Like, it gave us snow super early. And now it's like 50 degrees outside and we have no snow. So it's really confused. But once winter starts to settle in, we know how to hunker down. Yep. And that doesn't ever really stop us. Here, we're pretty hardy people when it comes to, like, it's negative 60 out. Well, I'm going to go to the store in my shorts and my flip-flops. Like, that's that's not uncommon. But <laughs> in the meantime, we're talking about this episode about all the things that we, would, we like to do as uh, pagans and witchy people and Yule Solstice followers to prepare for this coming season of... The light. Right. Because we're basically um, putting up what we need yep. to get through the darkest night, the longest, darkest night. Mm -hmm. um, because that's what the ancient peoples were doing right now. There was no running up to the grocery store to grab a pound of hamburger. Mm -hmm. Right? You had what you had. And maybe we're about to get reacquainted with those ancient rhythms. Right. And it's not the worst thing that could happen to us. No, I grew up on reading Laurel Ingalls Wilder, you know, who's a Minnesota native, and stories of the pioneer, you know, times, and all the work that went into putting food up and putting remedies up and preparing for the holidays, like making maple candy and or making candies for the holidays or your preserves, you know, um, all the handmade Christmas and Yule presents that they would make for each other, but you'd have to start that stuff and have ahead of time. You can't just wait, especially now. Yeah. Like we have some suggestions for you to make it a homey or Christmas, a 
we're, we're a lot of people are struggling with money. I know mm-hmm. we are, you know, well, we don't have as much as we did. And on that, I do want to give you guys a note on this episode. Uh, download this so that you can refer back to it later or go get yourself a notebook and a writing implement because we're going to be sharing some recipes and formulas mm-hmm. um, and uh, there might be stuff that you want to write down. You can always pause us, but if you download us, you can go back and listen to it again. So Over and over in the dulcet tones of us speaking badly in French. What is yeah. the... We, we wanted to... Oh, for yeah. our we, French, we learned some French today. We learned some French. Thank that, you, Eddie. Thank you, Eddie Izard. Uh, let's see. Le chat est sur la chaise and le singe est sur la branche. That sucked. Oui. <laughs> Which is roughly the cat is on the chair and the monkey is on the branch. Which does not help us get to the train station or the restroom. No. And then, <laughs> so we have to sit down and have some brie and a baguette because we don't know what we're doing. So, stupid Americans. But we're stupid trying. Stupid Americans, we're trying. but we try. So thank you, <laughs> our friends in France. And everybody else. Merci. Um, merci. Yes. <laughs> if you guys could see me right now, it was a very Bill and Ted moment. <laughs> She's even wearing a, a like, cappy. So. I'm rocking the beanie today. She's rocking the beanie. <laughs> yeah. So we have some things that we want to talk about prepping for, you know, Yule. We're just going to say Yule for overarching yeah. whatever Solstice, your winter Saturnalia, is. which is my okay. favorite. Yeah. So <laughs> it's roughly four weeks away. We are talking about another lockdown. So that means that we should really take a look at stocking up and do your best. If you do have the ability to do that, to try to get your stuff delivered to you. There's a lot of services out there that deliver for free. Um, I uh, also encourage people to take a look at what you have in your lotter. Mm-hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. you know that you have some stuff in your freezer that can be turned into something. Right. With some effort. And one of the things that, um, let's, should we talk recipes first? Like food, food stuff first? Um, that sounds great. Do you want to talk about your soup or? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So one of the things that I love this time of year and well, any time of year, but I use it as a cleaning out my freezer um, because I need to get ready for all the stuff that's coming in for like Thanksgiving and the Yule holiday because we usually do ham or we usually do turkeys and big, you know, whatever. So you need to like prep your freezer to have space for all that stuff that you can pre-prep or the leftovers that you may have. Um, and you know you saved that ham bone from a while ago that's probably way back in the freezer mm-hmm. that makes a really great base for a soup. Oh yeah, get that stuff in a pot now. Right, because like... Throwing that in a pot with some carrots and onions and some, you know, beans that you have that you haven't figured out what you to do with. Um, and you can just make yourself a nice hearty bean and ham soup if you are a meat eater or just a bean and vegetable stock broth soup. Um, what are like before I go into my um, stew recipe, why don't you talk about the uh, basics of okay. souping? So here are the uh, all right. I'm going to give this to you for free. It cost me twenty two thousand dollars. The Le Cordon Bleu fundamentals of what makes food taste good. So here, here are the rules. Color is flavor. So if you're going to use vegetables, you're going to use bones, you're going to use meat, you need to roast it. You want some of that brown Maillard reaction on your product. That builds flavor. If you're roasting vegetables, whatever they are, potatoes, carrots, parsnips, onions. Celery. Have you tried roasted celery? Mm. Holy crap. Right? So good. Some extra virgin olive oil, salt, and pepper. 
when you put the food in the pan, you put the salt and pepper in with the food. You don't do it afterwards, you do it then, okay? Because that gives it a chance to work its magic. Salt does what we tell it to do, and in this case, what we're telling it to do is draw out unnecessary water to make room for this to soak up the other flavors that we're about to put in right, there. Right, because salt also concretizes our magic, mm -hmm. and it also, in our food, does the same thing, and you can do it in layers. It cooks off. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't sit there and make it all super, super salty. Right. If you're going to add aromatics, onions, peppers, garlic, garlic, those kinds of things, you want to saute those in butter. Butter, as far as I'm concerned, is another word for love. You should use as much of it as possible. Julia is never wrong. <laughs> the other rule that we learned? Neither are the French. Yeah, the but French when it comes wrong. to cooking. When it comes to food, they've got it. <laughs> Fat is flavor. And that's baby, if that's true, delicious. Uh, I am succulent. Yep. So use fat, use butter, use animal tallow, get fat into your dishes. So if you were going to make, let's say you're going to make a roast vegetable soup, I'm going to assume you're a vegetarian. If you're a vegan, make your substitutions as you do, because you know how to cook for yourself by now. Um, you're going to make your root vegetable soup, roast your vegetables, right? Saute your aromatics, use butter. Take everything hot, put it into your blender or get your immersion blender over to the pot. You're going to be tempted to throw some cold milk in there. Don't, don't, don't do that. Put butter in there. Hit it with your blender or your immersion blender and then add vegetable stock or whatever animal stock you're using to thin it out. You'll get a beautiful velvety texture. It will be the most delightful thing you've ever put in your mouth. I've been doing this with butternut squash for like a month now and it is heaven. It is absolutely it is. ambrosia. Um, so again, just remember color is favor. You want to roast stuff. Don't just throw some bones in the stock pot, roast them in the oven first and then put them in the stock pot. Deglaze your pan, a little wine that never hurts, but you deglaze your pan that you've roasted your bones in, throw your aromatics in there and start building on top of it. Just layer after layer after layer after layer. You want to layer flavor in there. Just like when you're doing spell work, you want layers of your magic. Right. And that's the thing with soup. Like I sucked at soup years and years ago. I was like, I'm going to conquer soups. <laughs> and she did. And I did. I'm not always a win on them, but I would say 85% of the time I make soup, it is freaking spot on. That's partly because I have a bestie who has a, is a French chef. But also taught me a lot about well, and actually Stephanie too, mm -hmm. chef, because she was I have a lot of chefs in my life. Why? Because the girl likes to eat. Um, and I learned that you cannot rush soup. No, soup is a process. You cannot rush a spell. A spell is a process. You have to know your materia. You have to source appropriately, and you have to layer appropriately. Don't rush. Don't rush a soup, and don't rush a ragu. We were up at Mama's recording our last episode and she wanted tomato soup out of a can and I have never in my life made <laughs> soup out of a can. I just read the directions on the can and, and did that. And then I get it out to Mama and she's like, did you put milk in here? And I was like, that's not what the directions on the can said. And I could feel her like, but you're a chef, shouldn't you know this? And I was like, I don't make soup out of a can. <laughs> this is a weird thing for me. <laughs> Like, if I was going to make you tomato soup, it would be an all-day process, and it would start with tomatoes. <laughs> but it was tolerable. So, you know, and that's that's a little secret about me as a chef. The other thing is, like, I can't, I can't, I can't make toast. I burn toast. Toast is a whole other episode. <laughs> and 
I will tell you my toast story in that episode. So, so what other what other rules do we have from from French cooking? Um, Got it. You heat the pan first, right? <laughs> Don't put the food in the cold pan and then put the cold pan with the food on it on the burner and then expect wonderful things to happen. It will fuse on a molecular level and it will suck. So heat your pans first, like you're always cooking with heat, right? Mm-hmm. You're never cooking with cold unless you're making ice cream, then you're not cooking, okay? You're blending, which is great. Hot pans and what's flavor? Color and fat, right? And what I do with my stew, because we're, we're already 20 minutes into this thing and we it's haven't even wonderful. begun to get to list so i i use this to clean out the freezer about this time of year and it's like yeah potage because making a pottage is is my thing and which is a fancy old way of saying soup so that's like taking whatever meat bits i have uh in the freezer which is usually some kind of like like i love when i can find lamb or lamb Mm. or venison because it's really the gamier meats that i like to use this process but it is as many root vegetables as we have to clean out the refrigerator so it's got parsnips, it's got sweet potatoes, it's got some squash, um, it's got onions, garlic. Uh, I put lots of um, aromatics in there as yep. much as possible, different kinds of onion. I usually, if I have, mu- there's usually mushrooms. Umami. Yeah, <laughs> add that umami in there. Um, uh, sometimes I might add the chickpeas in if, if we have some that we need to go through. But for the most part, it's a root vegetable and some type of a animal protein mm-hmm. um, and just make hobbit stew. Like that's what we call it. It's yep. just because it's never the same. It's just whatever we use to clean out our lotter of stuff that needs to be gotten dealt with using these techniques that Tangie's talking about. And I just get it to a, a nice thick stew soup consistency and we bake some bread and put some butter and honey on that and we eat that for, and then sometimes we'll freeze some of it, yep. you know, I think a good soup, minimum, like, four hours. Yeah, and it, and don't make it super complicated. Like, it really shouldn't be... Oh, and leeks. I put leeks in oh, freaking every soup. everything. In everything. Um, don't overload. Like, I'll, I'll maybe sometimes put some greeny, leafy things in right before we serve it. And then I usually top it off with... Um, you need some acid, right? Yep. Well, I'll add a little, you know... Uh, apple cider vinegar in there if I if if like Lenny isn't eating it to boil it off or a little bit of you know sherry or wine but I also right before I serve it put cream and some type of a cheese lovely in there to you know round out the fat but it always makes me see that feeling of the fat is what feeds your brain and the root vegetables feed your lower chakras and you know give you that overall feeling of warmth and just nourishment Mm -hmm. like your body can extract all the water soluble fiber gets things moving it just brings you into that kind of hoogy feeling yum 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 and it's this time of year as we start hunkering down into that longest night like we've done all of our labors we're putting up most of our food and now we're just trying to we're feasting we're this is the time where we go and have our best fruits and or the things that we need to get through. And so then we can start pacing ourselves to get to spring. Right. Because, you know, and rationing. like that ancient rhythm w- would be like this. Like you've just had the harvest come in. Um, you've just slaughtered the last of the animals that you're not keeping for husbandry purposes. That stuff need, needed to be eaten. There wasn't necessarily a freezer or a fridge. Oh. If you couldn't 
tan it or salt it or cure it to, or to yep. keep it right you had to eat it that's why they had these big festivals yep right we didn't want it to go to waste so we all got together and we all ate that cow we all ate that goat you know and the sheep and everything <laughs> um that meant we put on a lot a lot of calories so your body's metabolism started to adjust i have plenty of calories so i can slow my metabolism down you get sleepy you want to go to ground right Mm-hmm. Well, then what's happening is like over the long winter's nap, you're burning off all of that stuff so that when spring comes around, you got just enough padding on you to be sexy and get the rut on, right? And then you're back <laughs> out in the field yeah. making shit happen. <laughs> um, so that's sort of that ancient rhythm thing again. What you're going through is totally normal. I know every winter I'm like, God, I just want to eat everything and sleep all day. Like I'm a bear. Well, yeah, kind of are. The other thing that I've been really grooving on lately myself, which is super simple, I've been making a lot of beans on toast. Um, so I'll get like a good crusty artisan bread and I'll slather it with some good um, churned butter. And then if you're a kid or a chef, you get somebody to help you make it into toast. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll make some beans. Like I like white beans um, and I'll just put them uh, like, uh, like one can of white beans whole and another can of white beans smushed up and put it in there, saute it with some onions and some olive oil, add some herbs and spices. Um, if you're a meat eater, now's a good time to crumble up some bacon and throw it in there. Um, and then I just eat that on toast with like a drizzle of olive oil. Oh my God, it's a great meal. And it's just like using up the stuff that's been in the back of my cabinet. I buy beans like I'm a depression era person. Like if you come to my house and you look in my in my pantry, you'll see like cans of every kind of beans you've ever imagined and some you've never heard of. And then bags of dried beans, which I always intend to use, but rarely do. Um, but I'm gonna like make that a thing this year is like, I'm gonna cook my beans like from dried bean all the way through the process. I love to do that with black beans um, and make moros y cristianos, which is a Cuban dish um, that you kind of like make the beans from dry and then boil them up with the rice so all of those flavors mm. meld together um beautiful it's a cuban recipe so look it up moros y cristianos the moors and the christians um it's delicious lots of cumin and bay leaves and just like earthy yeah. going to ground spices in that one but it's like it's that kind of stuff that isn't that expensive yeah um, and we're gonna have to get a lot more creative especially when you are you know living on the edge of you know you're not being helped by stimulus money or we haven't you know thanks for your two dollars for every month thanks congress um you know like we don't know no one's coming to save us so like, we have to do it ourselves beans and rice have kept many a third world world nation alive uh they're cheap they're if you go now they might be easy to get um and they're easy to you know add other things to like if you're in, in a place where you want beans and rice and you know throw some spam in there if you got some Okay. If that's what you've got, it adds some salt to the dish and, and you're good to go. It's it's just that kind of stuff that will hold, that you don't have to worry about it because it's dry. It's just it re involves like a little bit of pre-planning. Yep. And stock, stock up on your steel-cut oats. Yeah. You know, you can savory oats and you can, you know, sweeten oats. Yeah, I think I got like 10 pounds of oatmeal yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's that. There's also like, uh, we, we all know, because with Rona... We have got to attend to our immune systems, mm -hmm. and we have been, as a nation and as a world, so stressed out with the election year, with everything that's happened, with the deaths and everything. 
So our, I don't care who you are, your immune system is repressed as fuck right now. Mm-hmm. So whatever you have to do within safety of whatever medications you're taking, whatever practices you do, but like boning up on your vitamin D, especially if you live here in the far north yep. where we're going to start losing the sun and we got to have vitamin D, um, D3, um, you know, if you have anemia issues, make sure that you have enough of your appropriate iron. That's the, the kind that your body can buy, make bioavailable mm-hmm. that has some type of vitamin C in it. Otherwise you can't crack into the right. iron and you're going to get constipated, which is no fun. Um, you know, making sure you drink your damn water. Yep. Okay. Like most of the time when we're hungry, we're chronically dehydrated. Yeah. We're thirsty. And we're we, we just don't drink enough. And that isn't drinking water in your coffee. Oh, it's in my tea. Oh, it's in my soda. No water, just straight up water travels in your body, a completely different path than if it's got sugar or caffeine or artificial sweeteners or whatever in it. Right. It goes down a different track. Your cells need it and they need it now. When you're thirsty, it's too late. They need it now. So drink your water because we love you. And also think of it this way. You know, you can, you can Google foo this, but you have internal cellular water and external cellular water and they have to be balanced. And part of that is, is that if you do not have enough, if your cells are not plump mm-hmm. in the right way, they cannot do the exchange of removing the waste product of the cell to then push it out to the outer cell water where it can be taken away so your kidney and your livers and your spleen and your gallbladder can do their job. But if you don't have enough water, where does that waste go? It goes in your fat cells and your fat cells get bigger because you can't expunge your waste. You're not like paying your waste management bill and it's mm-hmm. staying in and then it's putrefying and it's making you sick. So knock it off. Drink your water. Drink your water. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we wanted to talk a little bit about like restoratives and medicinals. And so here are the things that I'm going to recommend that you stock up on to make your own remedies for this season. Um, because in addition to Corona, we have, you know, regular good old cold and flu season coming yeah. up too. Um, with all of those respiratory ailments and discomforts as well. So the things that are good to have on hand to make yourself tonics and cough syrup, um, honey, lemons, extra virgin uh, olive oil, garlic, apple cider vinegar, grated ginger, turmeric, um, onions are great, hot peppers are great. I'll tell you about the master tonic. This is one of the most effective immune boosters but it is for rugged folk it is hard to get a shot of this down um unless you put it in a cup of hot water then it's then it's kind of like a nice hot toddy um definitely stock up on some clean water you guys um if you are going to be making yourself tonics and like making yourself medicine you don't want chlorinated stuff you don't want fluoride chlorinated water out of the tap so stock up on that and also just to like humidify your house just to put stuff on the stove to boil to release some humidity in the house because maybe you don't have a humidifier okay but you got a stove and you got a pot don't just put tap water in there because you're releasing what into your air gassy chlorine Mm -hmm. is not good for your pets no no it's especially terrible if you have birds in your house no bueno so is teflon so get yourself some clean water. It's important. Um, additionally, I would say um, tea, green tea, 
chamomile tea, um, black teas, you know, whatever your allergies are, you know, be smart. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going to make you blow up like a puffer fish, but, um, a lot of stuff, if you just take a green tea and you add some lemon and you add some honey and suddenly you've got something that's going to be really good for your throat, um, rather than having to go out and get like a special kind of tea. Most of us witchy folks have some herbs on hand. I cannot recommend strongly enough that you have marshmallow root available. And licorice root. And licorice root to make yourself some throat coating teas to help during this season. And slippery elm. So it, the, the trifecta of the taste like ass tea that my group Shakespeare's Love Child like <laughs> use at the Renaissance Festival daily. And a lot of people, we turn them on to that because you're you're talking and singing and mm-hmm. shouting over dust all day and thousands and thousands and thousands of people. So it's a slippery elm, marshmallow root, Egypt, uh, Egyptian licorice root with heavy, heavy honey. Like so heavy in the honey. Because honestly, this is one of those teas that tastes so bad. That's why we call it <laughs> tastes like ass. Um, until you've taken it a couple times, then you're like, oh, it's not so bad. Yeah. So... But it, it works like a dream for people who have to orate or teach or are talking all the time or doing podcasts and yep. yammering on about shit. So Cherry bark is also fantastic, but it is expensive and it is difficult to harvest, which is why I would go toward the other ones first. And cherry bark you have to be careful of because if you have heart conditions, mm-hmm. it can cause heart palpitations in some people where you, you get jittery and speed up. <laughs> And not in the fun. I just saw Jason Momoa way. No, or, or like you're totally squeeing about BTS releasing their new album on Friday. Uh, yeah, not like that. Not like that. So um, just some stuff to stock up on. Um, I love you, Jimin. <laughs> so I'm going to share with you the recipe for the Master Tonic. Um, you make this, it makes about half a gallon of this stuff. Um, you can double, triple, quadruple the recipe. It needs to set up for about two weeks before you start using it. So plan ahead. So making it now is good because mm-hmm. when you're going to need it for sure, it'll be ready. Because what happens when I make it is that people around me start getting sick and I start getting phone calls. Do you have some of that that stuff? That Yeah, all right, I got it. <laughs> um, so here's the deal for the Master Tonic. You want about two tablespoons of turmeric. Obviously, fresh ground is better. But if you've got powdered stuff in your cabinet and that's what you've got to work with, work with what you got to work with, okay? Um, about 24 ounces of apple cider vinegar, more or less, depending upon the size of your container. Um, about a quarter cup of freshly chopped garlic, about a quarter cup of freshly chopped onion, red, green, yellow, I don't care. <laughs> um, the hotter, the better, generally. Um, about two fresh hot peppers, again, the hotter, the better. Um, a quarter cup of ginger and about two tablespoons of freshly ground horseradish. What we want to do is take all of the dry ingredients and pack them into a jar. And then you want to heat the apple cider vinegar in a saucepan just until it boils, right? And then you want to take that and pour that over all of your dry ingredients. You want to cover the dry ingredients. So if your apple cider vinegar does not cover the dry ingredients, make more, okay? You just want to cover this stuff completely. Put the lid on it. It needs to sit for about two weeks. You can give it a shake every day if you want to. What you're looking for here is making sure that it stays submerged and that you don't see anything growing on it. If it molds, it's done. Start over. After two weeks has passed, you can take a shot of this every day when you get up in the morning. It will wake you up. (laughs) 
There's some zesty. There. It will wake you up. I suggest that you make yourself a nice mug of um, boiling water out of your tea kettle and then pour a shot of it in there and just sip it like a hot toddy um, because then it's kind of delightful. You can throw a tea bag in there too. Um, but this is really good immunity booster. Everything in here is like anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, um, antimicrobial, just really good for your system. I was going to ask you, what do you think about, um, I know if you have pets and sensitivities, you need to look this up for thieves oil, not necessarily to ingest cause I'm not a fan of that. Um, but to just have some four thieves oil around, um, if you are a person who has facial hair, um, to make yourself a beard balm out of that. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I use it all the time. Um, I, I am a person that ingests it, but only a tiny, tiny little bit because you don't need that much. It's an essential oil, and it, it does, you know, cross some blood-brain barrier stuff, so you have to be careful. Well, and not all of the oils that are out there are culinary grade. Correct. So, so that's that's a difficulty in, in if you're purchasing it. Um, I find that if I feel like I'm getting a cold, if I take, I, I literally put two drops on my, um, on my hand, the back of my hand, and lick it, and then press it to the top of my, the roof of my mouth, okay. and then just let it kind of do its thing, and then drink some water, and that, that's it. Like, literally, it's like a drop or two. But that, that usually helps me um, kill anything around me in my mucous membranes, um, or at least to cut the time in half. So I'm thinking about adding that to the hand sanitizer that I carry around in the car with me. Mm, yeah. Um, because I'm using it all the time. Only thing about that is you have to be really careful if you wipe your eyes because mm. it will burn the fuck yeah. out of your shit. Don't touch mucous membranes. Yes. <laughs> so there's that. I mean, I know I know the, the distributor that I work with, the oils that I work with, they have some hand sanitizer thieves. They have a lot of like... One of the things I find is really great is their mouth their mouthwash mm. and their toothpaste. Well, that's hard to get. It is hard to get right now, <laughs> and it's been getting harder to get. So, like, there's lots of stuff out there, um, and of course, our wisdom is always don't be dumb. Yeah, <laughs> like be thoughtful. Also, when you're using essential oils of any kind, like a lot of people like want to diffuse. Please don't do Pets. that around your animals. Like, if you're like your animals do not have the liver enzymes, especially the felines, don't have the liver enzymes to be able to process that, and you can seriously kill your ch your children. Yeah, so just and always just, do your research. Don't assume we know what the fuck we're talking about. Right, right. And it's got to be good for you. But like, so so these like tonics to boost your immune system. There's like a couple. Where's the I other? Got a couple. You've got a fire. Isn't that your fire cider? Well, in that's there too? the master tonic. Is, oh, the, okay. is the fire, fire cider. I do have an immune booster that's sort of a cheat with chamomile tea. Mm -hmm. um, which is um, four cups of boiling water, six um, bags of chamomile tea, a couple of teaspoons of grated ginger, uh, some lemon, maybe four slices of lemon, and a couple teaspoons of good honey. Um, and if you can get a cup of that down every day, it will help. Um, the lemons obviously help with the vitamin C, right? The chamomile helps with that mm, tickle in your throat action and sort of like the, the sore muscles. Um, that really helps with that a lot. And it's also, it's, again, a lot of the stuff is anti-inflammatory, which is what we're usually fighting against when we're getting these kinds of things. Well, in this time of year, because we're we're prone in a, the standard American diet to eat a lot more breads, a lot more sweet goods, a lot uh, more like meat and potatoes and that kind of thing. And those are all very inflammatory mm -hmm. foods. And so using an, having an anti-inflammatory remedy or tonic practice 
is just going to help your joints feel better. Well, and think about sure. like when you get a cold or your allergies or stuff, what, what's happening with your sinuses when you can't breathe is that your sinuses are inflamed. Right. Right? So you want something anti-inflammatory to treat that with. I'm saying this as somebody who has studied a little bit with a master herbalist, okay? Um, there are some things that you can do um, to like make yourself a homemade cough syrup and it's just three ingredients and they're probably sitting in your house right now, okay? Um, when you feel like your throat is starting to get sore and your nose is starting to get stuffy, start taking this. What you need to do is grab three quarters of a cup of raw honey, organic if you've got it, the best quality you can get your hands on, right? And local, possible. Yep. A quarter cup of extra virgin olive oil and the juice of three fresh lemons. All you have to do is combine those together, heat it over low, and just let it cool off. You can store this in a jar for the, in the refrigerator for up to three months. Anytime you start to get that feeling, you get a tablespoon of it and you plop it in a mug of hot water and you drink it down. And you can do that three times a day. And it will do absolutely no harm and nothing but good for you. And I think too, like from the videos I've seen of people who have Corona, where they're coughing, it's that horrible, horrible wet cough. Ugh. Um, you know, anything that you can do to help yourself breathe, um, clear and open those inflamed mm -hmm. passages because they're like, they're talking about like this, this novel virus, like creates mucus plugs that can't mo be moved unless you go in and actually move them. Ugh. And that's, what's really, you know, causing a lot of problems for people, but it, it's, it's for real. Yep. It's just not good. So whatever you can do to boost your immune system now. We think about the body as, you know, needing to be, uh, inflammation be taken down, but the same thing happens with your living space mm -hmm. on an energetic level. And so this is also a really great time as we're transitioning from like places where it snows, like from a little bit of snow that we have to lots of snow that's coming. This is a really great time to like flip your mattress around. Yeah. And it's a great time to like refresh your bedding and vacuum your mattress and get rid of all right. the dead skin cells and mm -hmm. all of the dirt, dust mites that eat them. And I uh, know it's all gross and everything, but it's a real thing. Like, like your mattress weighs more, even if you have a latex mattress, even if you have like a sleep number bed or whatever the heck, like your bedding, like the deep beddings need to be washed. Take them to the laundromat, wash them in hot, hot, soapy water. I know it's hard with going out and being safe, put your mask on because I know for me, like I have to do my big, huge comforter in a big, huge machine. Yep. But like getting all those, flipping over to warmer sheets that help pull the heat away from, like keep the heat in, but also wick the moisture away from your body. Like your flannel sheets, your micro, your bamboo sheets are fantastic and they're antimicrobial, which is as much as you can to cleanse where you sleep and, and you know, make sure that, make it a game like the whole family is going to go through I'm, we've all been disinfecting everything but we've been doing it in such a way that uh, we're not I, I think we're getting fatigued on it mm -hmm. and so now this is like the time where you like not only that like run through your house with things like do a sonic cleaning with bells or chimes things and just ring the bells everywhere in every room and every corner and every closet and just cleanse it out if you can fumigate your house with smoke of of some kind like uh frankincense or you know if you've got some non-white sage some regular sage and some bay leaf 
given the season, I burn uh, a mix of resin and gum incense that's um, sold as the Three Kings. Yep. So it's frankincense, frankincense myrrh, and sandalwood. sandalwood. Um, and it's it's typically what you would smell if you went into a Catholic church, right? Right. It would be what, what the so, basilica smells like. Um, but it fumigates the entire house. A very little bit goes a very long way. Right. Um, and it smells like a temple. And, and it's also like tying into, you know, some of that mythology. Right. And, and it's about just clearing, making a way for like releasing the things that this year has had for you and making way for what's coming. Uh, you cannot put stuff where you cannot ask for good things to come if you're not clearing the way right. for them. Um, another thing that's really easy to do is and kind of fun if you have got kids is get a whole bunch of whole cloves and a bunch of like inexpensive oranges mm -hmm. and make some, you know, pomodors. Just stick yeah. the cloves in the oranges. They'll take for a long time. They won't rot. They will just dry, slowly dry. Yeah, they might need some help if, with little hands and you might want to employ some kind of punching tool to get through mm -hmm. the skin a little bit because what you want to do is release those citrus oils. Yep, you want the citrus oils and the cloves to combine because those are really great keeping pests away because mm -hmm. like the spiders and the mice and all this are wanting to come in from outside mm -hmm. because they're looking for warm places to be. Um, another thing you want to do, go through your cupboards, okay? Make sure that anything you have in bags, like beans, coconut, whatever, anything that little Mises and things can chew through, gets in metal or glass mm -hmm. or, or thick plastic. Right. I just did that um, and actually went through my fridge, too, because I have a large assortment of nuts. <laughs> um, Mama just and, gave her pecan. And so I had this crisper drawer in my vegetarian fridge that was completely stuffed full with these bags of nuts, and I couldn't tell what I had. So being a good... Good witch, I had amassed a large collection of empty jars. <laughs> like, we're not allowed to throw jars away in our house. Nope. Um, I had two Rubbermaid tubs full, and now I have one. Um, but I went through and I put all the nuts in these jars, and then I went through my pantry, and I made sure the rice was in, in a container, and I made sure the pasta was all in containers, and, like, went through and did a good inventory and a good cleaning. Gives you a chance to pull everything off the shelf, wipe the shelves down. Check your expiration dates. And if you can stick uh, some sprigs of some mint back there, it also helps keep the pests down. Yep. Um, Mice and spiders do not like mint. They don't like mint. No. Um, so that's what I did. I also put a steamer on my stove. I'm not going to tell you that it's specifically copying a recipe of anything, but it's um, clean water and... Uh, cloves and lemon and cinnamon and um, if I can and some mint because I can't I don't, I don't like the smell of eucalyptus so and also I don't think it's good for my dog um, but uh, just the lemon and the cloves and the cinnamon is a beautiful aroma to be wafting through the house and if you can add something with it like a little mint to lift it up it completely changes the frequency and the mood and the and how you feel and it also appear you know adds some protection in the air um, for any kind of virusy stuff you got going on. So cleaning your house and making some pomodors and making sure you're lauded because I, I will tell you this, I had a friend who lives in New Zealand and I, hello my lovely Amira, um, she had a horrible house sitting experience when she was here in the States where she ate some organic coconut flakes that a mouse had peed in and she didn't know <sighs> oh. and she got this horrible flesh eating virus in a wound on her leg that would not heal and it was horrifying she almost died and that's just because she had no idea 
that the Mises had chewed through and peed in the coconut flakes. And she's super careful about what she puts in her body because she's, Mm -hmm. like, total vegan and whatever. But I just was, like horrified by that experience because we had to we had to like sing on her and help heal her leg with idacy and um it was just she was sick for quite some time so i'm like super fastidious about like this shit can't be where the and we yeah mm -mm. yeah go through and put your stuff and get a cat in pest proof (laughs) containers that's and if you are you know somebody who hoards glass jars now's the time to do something with them right um and it's also just like nice to see what you have I have a thing right now where what I really want to do is, like, purge my kitchen and my pantry of all commercial labels. I don't want to be advertised at in my own house. So that's a thing that I'm going through is just putting things in containers with labels on them. Because I know what kind of oatmeal I buy. I don't need to be advertised to to buy it again. That's fair enough. We kind of <laughs> we kind of sort of did that, too, a little bit with our – we just got new pantry. So we'd been, we've been doing this over the last couple months. So those are, like, really – you know, like, yes, it's a lot of work. But you can turn it into a family, you know, mm-hmm. kind of fun thing to do um, in prepping so that you can find those uh, cookie sprinkles and where are the cookie cutters <laughs> that you want to do to, like, make Christmas cookies. You know, so, like, it's that time when we want to start to, like, do these rituals. Like, we always used to make candy um, and cookies and stuff. I, I There was always the day we'd get off the bus and Mama would have had four days off from the mill and she had... We would get home and the entire dining room would be stacked, kid you not, like two and a half feet tall, the whole thing, (laughs) with every kind of Christmas cookie, sugar cookie cutout. She'd done a million. And then our job was to help frost them and decorate them. And it would take us days. (laughs) So. But you guys, that's something that you can do virtually with your friends and family yeah. you could have a virtually cookie a virtual cookie party so we just agree we're all going to make sugar cookies and then we're going to get on this call together and we're going to decorate these cookies together yeah and have conversation and community grab some coffee grab some tree tea grab some wine yeah and uh hook up with your friends hook up with your family and that's how we can do it same thing with making you know the holiday candies you know or that and and also like we know that it sucks like not being like being able to gather with your beloveds for this festival season, um, a festive season, and you know the same thing. You can kind of do a progressive dinner, gather everybody together to like share recipes that, or everybody usually brings grandma's potatoes and yeah, you know Aunt Susan's pecan pie. Yeah, like I want Donna's fudge recipe. Now's right? the time to get it, right? Start scheduling your Zoom things together and prepare and like talk about like where's the best place to get all the stuff and what's the best temperature and no, don't do that and do this instead. Because sometimes you can write it down, but it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. You got to actually talk to the person who, who does it. Plus, what a way to create great memories yeah. too. You know, like you're just cooking at a distance. Um, Maybe same... you could have like a cooking challenge. Like who's going to make the prettiest pecan pie? Oh, there you go. Right? Let's make them and then let's have a video call and let's take a look and let's vote. Right? Another thing we wanted to, to chat about as we go into the season, like it's, I have been over the last decade when I come together with my family, like I'm really bummed that I'm, I'm not going to probably get to see my mom and my family for the holiday because, and I was just home, so I'm grateful that I got to see them then, but it's just getting too dangerous mm-hmm. with the lockdowns. But I also worked retail most of my adult life. So holidays, what? We, we are so used to having Christmas in February because that's just, I couldn't get away because once you're done with the holidays, you have inventory before the beginning of February. So 
it would always be February when it would be a lot calmer. We're not competing for my sister-in-law's family and our family and, and we just have Christmas delayed. So I'm hoping that, you know, everything stays healthy with my mom, that it's, yeah. you know, she's going hearty and hail between now and then. But um, it also gives me more time to make holiday presents because I like to make things for my family as opposed to buy things for my family. I, my mom has like the person that has everything, any, anything she's ever wanted, she just buys it for herself. You know, and so I try to like do a meaningful present for each of my family members as much as I can. And the kids, after I watch them rip through stuff when they were younger, I'm like, mm. I am not participating in this. So I only get them art supplies so that they ca- they have to actually make something, even if they suck at it. I said, I don't care if you're the crappiest bracelet jewel make- making or painter or painting this stuff that you will be creative with this process. And another thing that I'm thinking this year that's great, even though we take technology for granted, like us being able to record the podcast at my mom's last week and, you know, Tangie's like, be careful when you're editing because you don't want to like edit stuff out of your mom because, you know, like there's a timer on, on all of our lives. And especially with so many people having lost people mm-hmm. to this virus, you're talking about a quarter right now a quarter of a million people are gone and not going to be here in this holidays. country alone. In this country alone, and you know we're projecting that that's going to easily double in half the time that it took to get to a quarter of a million. That's a lot of people not eating turkey dinner with you, you know. And so when so my thing is is if if you're a parent and you have grown children, like wouldn't it be amazing to gift your children with a recording of you reading their favorite children's book that you used to read to them or singing them that song you used to sing them mm-hmm. when they go to sleep and surprising them with a recording of that? Right. So if it's that favorite cherished childhood book that you read to them, you record that, send them that recording and send them that book because that mm-hmm. becomes an heirloom. Yep. Right. How, how fantastic if you thought about this right now. What would it be like if you could go somewhere and pick up a book and turn on a recording of your great, great, great grandmother reading you the night before Christmas? That's astonishing. And that's the legacy you could leave behind. Mm-hmm. Or, or singing that song or that lullaby yeah. that then years later when you're gone on to the great, great veil, you, your children are trying to remember the melody. Mm-hmm. Like, what was that melody that... You know, grandma used to sing, na 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 na, goes like this. Well, then they can just play the recording. And because here's something we were talking about earlier, but we were prepping for the show. I used to be a big letter writer, and I just recently mm-hmm. this summer went through boxes I had at a friend's house for 14 <laughs> years. That was like from from pretty much early middle school through college, and I read lots of correspondence. My friends and I used to write like crazy together. We don't handwrite freaking mail anymore. And our mail, like, here's a true fact. Our U.S. Postal Service was attacked. And a bunch of stuff was taken away from them in terms of their facilities and their ability to do their job (laughs) and the ability for us to get mail. If you think that the holidays are not going to be a little harried when we have a little less resources than we're used to having to move mail, you better get your shit in the mail soon because you wanted to get there by the holiday. Right, but... Uh, holiday cards and letters are pretty easy for them to sort through as opposed to packages. They don't have them anymore. Mm -hmm. No one is responding because we have 
texting and we have voicemail and we have phones and we have, you know, emails. But if a solar flare happens and we have no electricity or an EMP goes off or something, like we only know a lot about our ancestors because they wrote letters. Mm-hmm. Um, Napoleon's letters to Josephine are some of the most heartbreakingly beautiful correspondence I have ever read in my life. Look at how what we would what we learned from Anne Frank when she was you know in hiding um, during the horrible mm. period of that part of of humanity's history, and you know like uh, other presidents we've had or or you know people like Einstein and stuff like they, it was their correspondence that we know so much about them. Mm-hmm. Right now, in the last twenty something years. We have no information on anyone. Unless they wrote a book. Unless they wrote a book. But there's no there's no letters Mm-mm. between, you know, like I'm looking at all these letters from me and my friends and I'm like, what do I keep? What do I burn? Like, you know, and it was astonishing to me. So I want to challenge anybody that wants to take this challenge up for the rest of 2020. Okay, you've got, got over four, you got about six weeks. Pick 25 people in your life, okay? Preferably a handful, at least two-thirds of those being people that you just haven't talked to in a while, but they are dear to you. And I want you to track down their snail mail address and drop them a handwritten note. I don't want to typey-typey it out on the computer. I want you to use your hand and to move the ink on the paper, Okay. (laughs) You have a pen laying around and you have some paper laying around and all it costs you is the time and a stamp and maybe a little research to get their address Mm -hmm. and surprise them with a handwritten letter asking them, hey, how the fuck are you? And you know what? You deserve to go out and buy yourself some nice stationery. You're an adult. You deserve to have some nice adult stationery. And you know what? Thing. It will yeah. keep the paper mills alive and keep people in jobs. So go and buy yourself some nice... It feels good to sit down and write on some stationery. Even if you pick out Snoopy stationery, it feels good. You just feel like, We oh. used to make our own stationery. Right? I found Printed Jeff and all I, on the computer. We, we, were t- <laughs> we were printed out in the dot matrix, like from like, uh, what was it? Opus and um, Build a Cat and stuff. And we would cut them out and then Xerox them. Yep, yep. And yep. make our own stationery. It's crazy. Um. So, like, I challenge you to pick 25 people, especially people. Like, you can go through your friends list on Facebook if Facebook is your thing. And you can look at a bunch of people that you're like, I haven't talked to so-and-so in how fucking long. You can voyeur on our lives. (laughs) We can voyeur on each other's lives, but we're not necessarily talking to each other. Conversely, you might be able to start a letter writing campaign to people who are in long-term care facilities. Right. Our elders are sitting in these long-term care facilities, watching TV, and not being able to do much else. How much fun would it be for them to get a handwritten letter from somebody wishing them well and telling them about what's going on and talking to them about, you know, like, these are my kids and this is my cat and... <laughs> this is my puppy. Yeah. And um, I, I was, you know, walk, like, we have lost our ability, even with all of our technology, in my opinion. Like, when I go to... A, a restaurant pre-corona and I look at like the youth and there's nine people stuffed in a booth (laughs) 
and they're all on their phones talking to each other, but they're not talking. We're, we, are, we are losing a conductivity level. And I see it with my niece and nephew. Like they have their friends, but they don't have friends like Tangie and I are. And maybe they don't need that because it hasn't been curated in them. They haven't cultivated it. They do need it. But now with this distance learning and them like only really talking to people online, like there, I think there's some nuances and there's some humanity connections, in my opinion, that are being lost. Everybody needs at least one good friend. That one good friend that you can say anything to. That one good friend that you can be an absolute garbage fire in front of everybody needs that just one and and we are so obsessed with numbers like how many likes do i have how many followers i have i was in a seminar recently where they were talking about um in uh about live streaming in the the state of the music industry in pre-corona and versus post-corona and and this time and how are we going i mean because we're gonna be the last ones that come online there's no way you're gonna be able to see any concert where, where you're in the Excel Center anytime soon. It's, until, no. It's not safe. It's not safe. And so um, that's where a lot of people make their money. So how are we now going to transition that to a virtual experience? And it was really curious because they were talking about, like, fans are not followers and followers are not fans. Mm-hmm. Fans will buy everything you put in front of them because they want to be a part of your experience with you. They want to, they want to engage. They want to know you. They want to, I mean, look at BTS. Like I've joined the BTS army happily along with a bazillion other people. They've just crossed over into America recently. And, um, I'm just like super slow on the K-pop uptick. And of course I've got a lot of my friends are like, Oh my God, let me help you. Which is fantastic. Cause it's a lot. Um, but you're talking about the power of fandom can be a very hugely leveraged thing, both to help you be fiscally mm-hmm. solvent as a creator, but also you don't need a lot of, I mean, you really don't need a lot of people. Your fans are people who are actively supporting you and right. consuming what you're putting out. Your followers. Passive. And fickle. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, we'll click on you and then never look at you again, you know? So those numbers are false, but yet our our youth and even those of us in Gen X, we're we're still trying to understand this thing we built. Like, we built it. We do a podcast because we want to reach people. I mean, we want fans, right? But we want community. That's, That's what we're trying to build. Right. And I mean, we've been doing this now for, what, 10 months? And, you know... I know, right? <laughs> and we're still having fun doing it ourselves, regardless of who right. is listening. Because that was the deal. We're doing it for... We're doing it because we have shit we want to say. Yeah. Um, and as long as we're having fun, we're going to keep doing it. If right. other people enjoy it, that's great. But we are putting like zero effort into like broadcasting that. We haven't monetized it. We haven't done anything like that. That's and the 514 enough. people that have downloaded our stuff... <laughs> We think is miraculous. In six countries? What? Thank you, everyone. (laughs) How did that even happen? And we're elated about it. But we're not, um, you know, we're more concerned about, like we said, the community building. So, like, it doesn't take that much. So when you're you're talking about this conductivity and this lack of conductivity, like, I I super triple dog dare you to find these 25 people Mm -hmm. and 
write these letters. They don't have to be long, but also they don't need to be fluffy either. Like seriously ask the questions and reach out for connection. Like, hi, I was thinking about you and I, we haven't talked and I was remembering this time we had and it was just, it really was joyful for me and I wanna know, how are you doing? This is what's up with me. I really hope you have a wonderful holiday and you're safe and that you're healthy and that everybody is can be together as best you can. And gosh, thanks for being in my life. And pro tip, if you want them to respond, enclose a self-addressed stamped envelope for them yeah. to do so. Because people will hate to throw it away, even though it's like, you know, it's some postage. They'll still hate to waste it. Mm -hmm. um, so they may feel like, well, I can sit down and write a note and answer their questions. And now maybe I have some questions and you start having a pen pal, which is a thing I haven't heard of since 1983. And here's the thing that I think is really important about this small act. We are so divided in this country right now. And everybody is shouting at the top of their lungs about their team winning. Um, it's not about a team winning. We all need to win. And we have a lot of work to do. And the best way to start is in your own life and reaching out and finding. You may find that those 25 people, maybe only four of them are something that you want to put any energy into. And the other thing is just you've you've made somebody's day and they may, or, may never write back. And don't get hooked up on whether they write back or yeah. not. That's not the exercise. The exercise is for you to reach out to the universe and say you're willing to be connected. Because if you're not going to connect with those 25 people, but you've made the effort, 25 something yeah. in your best interest is going to show up because you put the intention way, out yeah. there in some way. Could be a bunch of new friends. It could be some coworkers that you need, you know, need to develop deeper relationships with so that, you know, there can be more stability there. I, it, who knows how that's going to show up. So that's just something that we'd like to charge because you know, making your own gifts that are meaningful, um, you know, doing this letter thing, the Zoom dinner, prepping your house, you know, working on your health, your rituals. Like if you do a Yule tree, you know, and you, you do the Yule log thing, like prep for that. Where are you going to buy your tree? Like, do you have a plan for that? Like, when is that going to come? Like, how is it safe? Putting light in your house, even just putting fairy lights up or I shouldn't say fairy lights, doing twinkly lights. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to remove the word she. fairy. We'll it's she. she. Um, fairy is a derogatory term. And I'm trying to just remember it's she, which is hilarious because we named our yeah. thing the she shed the for she a reason. Um, but twinkly lights up to bring that light in, to, to bring more light into your world um, is always a good practice on your bookshelves or mm -hmm. on your you know, credenza or that's a word, I love that word. your Davenport. <laughs> uh, that's my grandma word. Um, you know, those are really wonderful things to prep to. Also, um, we wanted to talk a little bit about like, so we were talking about divine feminine last week and we were wanting to talk about like the, the deities of the season. Hmm. And, you know, it's the time of the bone mother. She's walking on the land and taking that, which no longer serves us because you don't want to sit in your own filth in the longest night. Right. And take your the garbage people, out. Take the garbage out that you take the things that no longer serve you, leave them out for her. She will take them and transmute them, transform them into something else. And the story of, you know, like Santa Claus or this person that brings you the great gifts at this time of year. La Bafana. You know. The Italian Christmas witch. Right. Yeah. You know, and so those those kind of stories where 
I like to think of it like you leave the stuff out for the bone mother and she's really like this magical creature that re with her clacking of her knitting bones she takes that stuff transmutes it into a gift and then re-gives it back to you mm -hmm. with the aspect of the the yule gift or the the you know santa claus coming by and draw, putting something under the tree for you because milk and cookies Be yeah it was present that's right <laughs> But it's that transformation of that which you no longer serve being worked through her transformational magic and then she gives it back to you as a useful thing for you to carry into the next year. Because all matter exists and it doesn't ever end. It just gets transmuted over and over and over. Right? So we think. So we'd like to believe. We, we have, have no, no empirical, empirical evidence, evidence. But we just believe it to be true. true. <laughs> So I'm going to do a hard segue here. So hard um, left. You're talking about um, the spirits of Yule time trading for presents. The tradition of pre present giving actually happened because of Saturnalia, which was uh, a Roman holiday, which was supposed to be December 17th, but they were having so much fun that they partied on until December 23rd. Um, Augustus was like, this is too much. We need to reduce this to three days. And the Romans said, no, we shall party on. Caligula said, dude, this is too much partying. We need to back. Caligula said it was too much and tried to make it five days. And the Romans said, no, we shall party. What happened is Saturnalia, um, it was not uncommon for there to be sacrifices to Saturn. And in antiquity, those sacrifices might have been human. But at some point, what happened was the Romans decided they would give each other these small uh, figurines that they had made out of wood, wax, or terracotta to one another in place to be sacrificed to Saturn during Saturnalia. So there is our first gift giving, which then eventually got turned into useful things like, do you guys know how hard it was to get a toothpick back in ancient times? How much work it took to whittle a toothpick? So giving toothpicks as gift, writing tablets, which brings us right back to you write your letters mm -hmm. right so there's my segue i shoved it in there as hard as i could um because i am all about a good bacchanalia and saturnalia is a good time so much excessive joy and merriment that caligula said i can't i can't too much <laughs> we need to stop everybody i like that kind of joyful <laughs> celebration i like for it to be such a fantastically good party that people are worn out. You know why? Because you and I are truly hedonists at heart. That's why. Where's the vote? Which way to the vomitorium? Yeah, Can we say that in French? That'd be great. All right. We are waiting for somebody to respond with that for us, please. We'll probably have to come up with a tummy tonic recipe to send out. To send out. Um, Another thing that I used to do that I also found in the box is that, you know, aside from the letter writing was remember when we used to make mixtapes for yes! each other? Um, and I know like we have playlists now and you can like, oh, just hook somebody up with your Spotify. But there's something to be said about like curating a, a collection of songs that mean something between you and the recipient, mm -hmm. whether it be a love interest or whatever. But like Tangi and I have a lot of songs that are yeah, our stuff. They're, they're definitely our That, stuff. you know, would be definitely included on a mixtape or like a road trip tape or something like that. And I say tape because I'm a Gen Xer and that's fucking what it is that's so. what we did and uh i have some vintage unopened uh maxell tapes the, the ones that you can see through that have like the pink and the yellow oh god i yeah. remember those <laughs> 
I've been saving them to make a mixtape Back in the you. day when we used to like record songs off the radio and they'd be like, KZIO. The end of like, the... Like, damn it, you cut off Duran Duran. Fuckers. Pizza, pizza. Right, and then the song starts. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I miss a mixtape. I, I was good at mixtapes. I was freaking excellent at mixtapes. And now it's so much easier because you have digital so you don't have to worry about the needle drop. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about like editing out the what have you and just getting the timing right. And then also, they don't warp. Right. Or <laughs> but, get caught in the player. <laughs> right. So I, I like also triple dog dare you like pick a couple of peeps that you love, whether it be your, you know, significant others or your kids or, or your besties or what have you. And like put together a little playlist, mm-hmm. a little playlist mixtape and gift it to them in whatever form um, that you want to, you know, MP3 jump drive or whatever so yeah. that they can load it onto their stuff because that's super easy to do. It takes time, but it's done with effort and it's done with care. And that says a lot to a person. Like I made this for you. Right. And if you are a younger... Does Jeff Bezos need much more of our money? If you're a younger person and you don't know what we're talking about and you have no idea how to go about curating your playlist or making your mixtape, I highly suggest you watch John Cusack's film Empire Records. Um, because you will learn everything you need to know about making a, f- a fantastic, I was ready to just curse like a sailor, a phenomenally good playlist that will take you on a journey. That's the point. You need to be taken on an emotional journey. I have still on cassette this mixtape I made for myself called Dinner for Two. Oh, I know. And it's all these like mu- this music that was like, my ideal romantic like I had a lot of dirty dancing stuff on oh. there and I had some like Ben King and uh Depeche Mode and Do you remember Ready for the World? I loved Ready yeah. for the World. Yeah, that was that was definitely uh, on, on the like I'm I'm sweet on you mixtapes was the Ready for the World. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> see, this is how we feel when we think about our mixtapes. So don't you want to make somebody feel that way too? Yes. <laughs> so that's a really cool present to do. Um, of course, decorating. You know, decorating your house for decking your halls. Right. However you want to do that. Don't do lie. it early. Don't wait. Why would you bring pine boughs into your house? It's not just about decor, my friends. Yeah, it's holy. It's holy, and it's also antibacterial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always like to be able to get some white pine boughs. I need holly, mm. and I need juniper, and uh, some cedar. And I like to have them somewhere in my altars. I get them just really close to solstice. I usually go to Mother Earth Gardens mm-hmm. and get those because we can't grow holly here, but it's a holy plant for me. And I have that in my house and it dries. And then on the summer solstice, I burn it in the holy fire. Right? Yep. I normally save a bough from the the Yule log to start the next Yule fire with. Mm -hmm. That's just a thing for me that I do. Mm -hmm. There is currently right now on my altar, like a little cauldron that's full of just like little pine needles um, from last year that I'm going to use to start the fire this year. So, Mm -hmm. um, just as a way to connect that energy and keep that energy connected and, and going. For me, it's, you know, it's um, maybe about Bridget's fire, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a holy fire for me. And um, that may or may not be um, your jam, but I'm just sharing it because it's something that I do that I find joy in. It's simple, but very meaningful for me. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and we also celebrate Hanukkah in this house um, because Annie's a Jew witch. And um, so we have, you know, she'll be getting her menorahs out and stuff where we'll be, she'll be doing her, her work with that. And so like it, you know, whatever is holy for you at this time of year, we all need a lot of peace and solace and reconnection to um, hope, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's really what I always see this time of year is the like, oh, we freaking, I mean, because if there's anything, I mean, I still hold tight to the fact that once we get to the end of this Gregorian calendar, everybody needs to go yell Jumanji. I'm like, not, (laughs) not, I'm not kidding about that. Last year, not, not to set it up. We need to set it up. Like on a Zoom or something, but, or just everybody just run outside and yell. Because last year, Tanji took me to Rick Springfield mm-hmm. on New Year's, which is not my favorite holiday. But I wasn't going to pass up Rick going Springfield. Rick Springfield with my bestie. Although that lady that was next to us was still really scary. Crazy. She was going to stick him not in her vagina way. and take him away. But, and I felt bad because he was sick. Yes. And, and like couldn't sing very much. I kept that top hat. Yeah. From that. And I'm burning that. Burning it? Yeah. But we did not, <laughs> but we, we had to go to a casino which is not not a favorite place for me or oh, no. I'm we too sensitive even be in the building. When too it sensitive was like, for that energy. Let's not be in the building yeah. when they come down. Anyway, um, that will not be this year, but we will needing to try to organize everybody to run outside and just yell Jumanji because uh, Dawn and <laughs> yeah, this version of this game has sucked. <laughs> um, how are my smoldering? How's my smoldering? <laughs> Thanks, Dwayne. Um, so we have talked about a lot of stuff. We like rapidly went through just like a totally manic amount of things. So just to recap, you know, like we're really just asking people to be mindful and to think about prepping because your emergency for your lack of planning is nobody in two weeks problem but your own. Mm-hmm. Our retail workers are already stressed out enough as it is. If we are going to go into more lockdowns around the country um, and things are not going to be as easily available as they normally have been, um, check your privilege, please, and understand that you might just have to improvise. Yeah, I'm sorry. If they don't have the particular brand of peanut butter you like, will you just eat some peanut butter? Yeah, my mama and I had to have a conversation (laughs) about that because my brother has been doing all her grocery shopping and she's like, but I like my stuff. I'm like, mom, but you don't understand what's happening on the shelves out there all year long. Yep. A lot of stuff has gone missing and it's not come back. No. You know? No. You can't find Clorox stuff for nothing. We don't know where it's gone. (laughs) We don't know if the company even exists anymore. But... It's like just really being mindful and being prepared because prior to us having all this convenience of having the ability to push a button and have stuff delivered to your store from a store to your home, and for those people that can do that, which don't assume that everybody can because they can't, uh, my in you know like homeless camp that's near my house here mm-hmm. is just so big right now, in a very dangerous place. That of reminds safety. me, it's I have blankets tragic. to drop off. Thank you. Oh, you wanted to mention about the going through the house and grabbing the books and the... Right. Because this is something that I've done since I was a child was that my mom would have me go through my books and my clothes and my toys and pick out things that I no longer loved or they didn't fit me or that I was just done with so that we could donate them so that somebody else could have them that would love them. But she told me it was because you need to make room in your life for new things. 
And I, I'm thankful for that lesson because I think had I held on to everything that I'd ever gotten, I wouldn't be able to move in my house right now. So um, understand that you can't be asking for more, better, new, when you're still holding on to little, less, old, no longer serving. You have to have open hands to receive. Yep, and the thrift stores I know, because I have friends who manage them, are a real hotbed right now. They have not slowed down throughout this whole thing because people can't go get new stuff. And I know for me, I just, uh, I'm in the process of donating a whole bunch more clothes that I was going to try to sell. And I just decided, you know what? There's hardly ever any plus size clothes for women that are as nice as the ones I have. And I had a whole bunch of stuff that still had tags on them for fuck's mm -hmm. sake. And I know that in getting them to, um, the, my friend's thrift store that they will get them out on the floor really quickly and they will take good care of them and their their whole process is really nice and um that will bring a bunch of joy to a bunch of fat chicks or uh you know non-binary people of size that don't get to always have nice things even at the thrift level so that's what i'm going to make yeah. sure happens in the next couple days and that's lovely and it it pays it forward to the community and it leaves space in your life well and clothing is one of the worst pollutants we have and mm. i would rather see my stuff that i curated with love um go to people who will, it will make them happy you know so those kind of things matter um volunteer if you have the energy and the, and you feel that it is safe enough for you to do so uh, there's lots of people that are needing help still with the food shelves. There, This is that time of year that it is really, really uh, intensely heavy on those resources. And they have been stretched really thin because so many more people have been needing to access them than ever in a long time. And infrastructures are stretched. It's, it's, getting, it's getting tough out there again. And the winter is going to be long. And let's make sure that it, it's not dark, you guys. Yeah. You have the capacity to shine bright and to lead from the front, be the example that you want to see in the world, right? All of those platitudes. And what I'm saying is like, be the person that you want to see, right? You're looking around and you're seeing a lot of bad behavior and that sucks, but you need to be the person that is exhibiting the good behavior um, because that does rub off on people. It does. And people are watching. And, and I think one of the things that breaks my heart the most when I'm out on TikTok late at night is I'm seeing so many lonely people and I look at my life where I you know I just had my birthday and I took the time to respond to almost 300 people who took the time to wish me a happy birthday and be glad I was born and I'm so blessed like just I had my 50th last year we had this house filled with people where we couldn't even sit people anymore because there weren't enough and we had so much food and I look at that abundance and the fact that there are times when I'm really struggling. And I'm like, how the fuck am I going to make it? But the currency that I deal with, the frequency mm -hmm. that I deal with and curated in my life, I'm so very blessed. I've worked hard. But it takes a lot of effort. And it's worth it. And that is the cultivation of community. Um, I, I would be dead a hundred times over if it weren't for my beloveds yeah. and my family. And the vibration, my darling, is love. Yeah. That's it. So that's the one that we want to stay on. That's the frequency that we need to stay tuned into. Yeah. That's what's going to get us through. And that 
is the small little things like making mixtapes if you can and writing a letter and helping that person that you may not even know um, because they matter and we're all, you know, we're all one in some way, shape or form. And we need to really work a lot harder on seeing each other as ourselves as opposed to seeing them, the person across the aisle or across the thing of, based on our prejudices and our biases. And we need to move beyond that. Yeah, because um, that's you, our Christmas and yeah. Yule solstice present to ourselves. I don't have any enemies. I have friends that I just don't understand right now, or haven't met yet, or haven't met yet. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we got. I hope that was a flurry of joy okay. and happiness. So if you've listened this far, here is your cookie. I am going to post my super secret recipe for cranberry port chutney on the Facebook group. Oh. For you guys to partake of, I recommend that you thread that shit on everything. (laughs) (laughs) Toast, vanilla wafers, cookies, pork, chicken, turkey, everything. Put it on everything. Your lover, fine, whatever. It's your party. Do what you want. What is that stuff you used to make for the Viking brunch, too? Is it that peach ginger (laughs) bourbon shit? Oh, my God. Drunken peaches, yeah. Drunken peaches. (laughs) Bitch. I know, people were trying to lick the jar the last time I made that, so I had to take it away. Like, guys, that's not sanitary. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what we've got, and um, we're going to give give a little present to you, and we're going to try and do that for the rest of the season, maybe pop some stuff into the Facebook group yeah. to give you a little extra content because we love you, and we want to feel that kind of connection with you. And if making my cranberry port chutney part of your family tradition gets us connected... I'll take it. And you can always reach us at spiritualfrequencyhosts at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on our Facebook page at The Spiritual Frequency or at our contact information on thespiritualfrequency.com, where you can also find our uh, archive of podcasts. Download our backlog. Download our backlog. And uh, get caught up, because the bitches be hilarious, <laughs> says my mama. Well, and, and a few other people. We've heard yeah, that. I've heard that. Um, and so we really hope that your preparatory time, um, you know, be be the red hen. <laughs> Don't be the grasshopper. Uh, and do whatever you can to bring joy to your family and yourselves. Please be safe. Wear your mask. Wash your damn hands. Stay the fuck home as best you can. And, um, yeah, we hope that we can see you on the, on the interwebs. Yeah. In the meantime, be good. <laughs> we love you. And thank you so much for joining us again for another episode of The Spiritual Frequency.